Stefan Edson, the offensive coordinator extraordinaire for the uh, Regina Thunder, joins me now. And I've been looking forward to talking to you for weeks. Um, I, I wanted to save it for going into the playoffs. And before we get started, I, I knew that you and I were going to get along. I knew that, that you were my kind of guy when I was reading online an interview that you did with the Leader Post three or four years ago, I think it was. And you grew up at a very, very young age. You were a, you were a Kent Austin fan. I, I knew that I was going to get along with you because he was my favorite player rider of all time. I love Kent. He was unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm a Ken Austin fan when I was a kid. He was my, he was my hero for sure. And and that game in in 1989, I well, I, I remember him even before that. Just how well he was playing. It was an explosive offense and kind of bombs away type stuff. I just loved it. Competitive too, fiery competitor. So, and uh, him and Tommy Burgess. I remember I, I had a conversation with him. I was at a dinner, but then I talked to him after. And uh, uh, Bobby Jurison said one time something I'll never forget. He says, we, we never would have won the Grey Cup without Kent Austin, but we never would have got to the Grey Cup without Tommy Burgess because that week before against Edmonton, he was unbelievable. And, and as a backup guy came in, so as a quarterback, like you must appreciate depth and you have that on this team, which is kind of why we're in the situation that we're in here and being able to move the ball. But like, you don't look old enough to have been a fan back then. No, that was 89 for crying out loud. Well, no, no, I'm, I was certainly a fan back then. I'm, I'm older than I look, I guess. Actually that I've watched that um, over and over uh, the, the drive. They played Calgary yes. in, in the the game before and a draw play to Brian Wallen. Brian Wallen that's that's right. right. That's what, that's what scored to, to win that game against Danny Barrett and, and the Calgary Stampeders, and then the the Edmonton game was phenomenal. And and when and actually, I Saskatchewan was coming back. I think I, I I still think they probably would have won with Austin. But when when Burgess came in, he was phenomenal after that too. But but anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, I appreciate having quarterback depth in this league is just so important. It's so rare in any in any football league to just go with your number one guy from from start to finish. And what what Ethan Hug has done. Uh, coming in and, and playing these last two weeks and, and the stability that he's given us has just been phenomenal. And we could see it. I mean, we've been talking about it for the last couple of years since he's been here. Um, or uh, Like just the job that he's done in preparing and the way that he throws. We knew that if he got a chance, he'd play well. But, you know, I find it... I, I don't really have anything to compare it to, but it's kind of remarkable when you actually think about the fact that this guy hadn't played a football game since 2019, I think it was, pre-COVID. Then he lost a year. He was the fourth stringer last year, third stringer earlier this year. You'd lose a quarterback who quit, so now he's the second guy. And within like two weeks or three weeks of that, he's actually starting against the Hilltops and then a game against Edmonton and now a playoff game. And and when I watched him calling the game on access on Sunday, I couldn't believe his poise and his decisiveness. Like he gets the ball in his hands he already knows where he's going with it. He's not back there kind of going like, ah, oh, what am I supposed to do? Like, boom, it's it's gone out of his hand. Is that something that you as a former quarterback um, have sort of helped prepare him for? Is that, that decisiveness or is that just something that he had before you ever got to him? Oh, I think that's something that he has. I mean, it's um, resilience is the key. I, he's somebody that you're right, his, his road to playing and starting games for the Regina Thunder wasn't easy, right? Like from even how he made our team, which was a late call, um, when, when we had somebody else that couldn't play and we said, oh, we remember this guy from, from the COVID, COVID lockdown year of, of being able to throw the ball pretty well. We brought him in. You know, There was no expectation that he would be a guy that could go start a game against the Hilltops and play very well against them. So he has resiliency. And, and that's, that's something that I think 
I, I, it must have been something that's just a trait that he has, that he comes from a great family that's helped, helped him have that. And, and he's, he's built it through his years of playing. And I think that, that lends well to him being a phenomenal quarterback for us. How much do you think it's helped? Um, so in that same article, I learned a little bit about you. Um, you've been quarterback basically your whole life. And, and in fact, coming out of high school, played for the Thunder, played for the Rams at that position. So um, does that help you in a way sort of communicate with those guys? Like I would think that being a former quarterback, it would be easier to mentor them because it's such a different game. You have to think it's such a different speed and a different level that I would think that it would be easier for a, for a former quarterback to relate to what they're going through. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, um, I did. I, I didn't play much when I when I post secondary football. But I was certainly on some teams, and I have played some quarterback before. But I actually think um, some of the the job in terms of mentoring our players um, comes from our quarterback coaches. Um, Chris Ashman has done a phenomenal job coming here and and working with our players, and just you can see the way he interacts with them. Wyatt Catley, who's out here every now and then, a former quarterback as well. Has done a great job too, and you can you can see how our players depend on those guys. My job um, is more about calling calling plays and kind of the easy stuff. The Just, architect. That's right. It's easy. And the then easy even, stuff. Come on. Even even then, <laughs> I have like the support staff we have, like the the group of coaches that we have. They do a phenomenal job of making making me and making us look good each week. And I I, I really do I really do think that helps. Um, I tend to hope that I have an understanding of of you know, how a quarterback thinks in the pocket. But, but I, I do really think a lot of the credit goes to some of the coaches that have done a good job working with him. Well, I had Chris on my staff and, and I've been on his staff before too. Uh, we've each coached with each other in uh, Regina minor football, Chris Ashman. So I know what you're talking about. He's a pretty sharp guy. No doubt about that. Um, we're, as we're winding this down, um, let's talk, you know, specifically about your opponent this week. As a as a coordinator, do you like playing the same team two weeks in a row? Um, they have the same advantage, right? They they would have studied your offense two weeks in a row too. Or you kind of um, how does it make your life? Does it make it easier? Is it about the same? How, how does that work uh, for you when you play the same? Because it doesn't happen very often. Where two weeks in a row, you're playing the exact same opponent that you're preparing for and drawing up plays and whatnot. No, it's not my favorite. I mean, it's it's nice to have a different team to prep for each week. Um, but in this situation, knowing that it's a really good team, it's not hard to stay focused. You know that it's a playoff game. Um, and despite the fact that the score was what it was in the first game, um, with us being successful, we know uh, that we left a lot on the field and that things could be a lot closer. So um, it's fairly easy for us to stay motivated and focused on, on what job we need to do because it is a one-game-at-a-time type thing. Last question I'll ask you because I know you got to run. I feel like we could put the phone down and I could just kind of talk to you for 20 minutes. Maybe we'll do that Anytime. next year when Anytime. we have more time. We'll do a sure. longer interview. But sure. I'll, we'll end on this note. What uh, um, What's your favorite part of coaching in this organization, the Regina Thunder? I've really enjoyed my year doing these podcasts and kind of getting to know all you guys and being around here. It's an unbelievable culture. Um, but I don't want to answer the question for you, like for, as a as a coach and a coordinator. Like, what is it about being here that you that you enjoy? Well, it starts. It's it's top down. It really is, and it starts with it starts with Michelle and Murad, and the job and the foundation that they've done, um, making sure that we feel like we're a, a club that can be successful and feel supported, and and just the love that comes from them. Scott's the best head coach in in the country. Um, the support that he gives me. 
um, is unbelievable. I, I love working with him. Um, and, and he makes football fun. He really does. It's just great to talk to him about anything, whether it's football or life or, or whatever it needs to be. And, and that trickles down to the time with the, the offensive coaches who I spend time with. Um, most are great. Like they're, they're great people. Um, you want to be here, you want to be around them. Um, and that's kind of what, like one of the main things that I really enjoy about coaching with the Thunder. I mean, best part is still game day. It really is. So you spend all this work, you spend all this time preparing and getting ready and, and we're all volunteers. So it's, you know, we're all doing other things and we all have families and things that we need to take care of. It's a, nice to be able to come here um, and spend some time getting ready and prepping for a game and, and, and hopefully being successful. Well, uh, good luck with your game against Edmonton. I know you, I, I know that you were ecstatic about not having to jump on a bus and drive all the way to Edmonton. I'm, I'm sure it feels good to have them have to drive all the way back and think about a 33-10 to 10 loss. And then hopefully, if all goes well, uh, um, we're playing the following week. But next year, I'm going to hold you that we're going to just put this thing in the middle of a table and crack a cold beverage and just talk for 20 or 30 minutes. I think that would be a fascinating discussion. Congratulations, and uh, we're only getting started here in the playoffs. Appreciate it. Anytime.